Hey, welcome to the More Life Less Drama podcast. I'm your host, Prue Sulisic, and I'm here to lead you to a more fulfilling and peaceful life. This is not some fancy podcast bringing you extraordinary stories. I'm just here keeping it real, raw, and honest, so you know it's possible for you too. I want you to know yourself so well, nothing stands in your way. So let's get to it. Life is waiting. Hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to another episode of More Life, Less Drama. It's been a big week, big couple of weeks, actually, and I cannot believe it's the middle of September already. I'm recording this podcast just the day before that it comes out, which is not really unusual for me. I do that quite often, although it is a goal of mine to actually have it done in advance more and more, which I have. But today, apart from that, (laughs) we're going to be talking about moving through life on autopilot and why it's actually stopping you from feeling like you've achieved things, that you're actually moving the needle on your goals. Firstly, I just want to start with a story that happened to me this week that was very relevant to this. You see, I've still got two kids at school and I drive them to school every day, pretty much. I go the same way. As you know, it's the autopilot. You get on autopilot and then you just find yourself at your location and you've sort of zoned out. Sort of, not really, but you, I'm sure you understand what I mean. You're still aware but you do have this, uh, it's just like you're not completely switched on with everything. And I feel like I'm a great driver. Like I've gotten through my whole driving history without any offenses. I pride myself on being a respectful driver and follow the road rules and do all that sort of stuff. And so what happened next was really startling to me. I had dropped the kids off to school and as I was going home, I was maybe halfway home and it was a quiet back street. It was a T section and I was I was on the 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 straight part, no, the bottom part of the T going into the where you have to turn left or right. And I was just turning left like I always do. And it was sort of at the bottom of a hill and in the middle of a hill. So there was a decline and an incline to my left. And literally I got to that end of that street and I looked right to make sure there was nobody coming, didn't see anything, and then just took off. And then I heard this almighty scream and I slammed my foot on the brake. And as soon as I heard the scream, when I looked up, I had driven straight into a cyclist and he was on the front of my bonnet and oh my God, I tell you what, I was just so, I just felt so bad. Like in that moment, luckily I didn't actually knock him off his bike. He sort of like slid slid down my bonnet. It's not funny, but I laugh and I'm nervous. Slid down my bonnet and kept his balance on his bike and then sort of pushed off the car a bit because I stopped And he got a few metres in front of me and he turned around and gave me the finger and as you would, like I'm not, (laughs) I don't think that's bad in this point of time. And I was just like, I am so sorry. I did not even see you. And then I cruised up beside him and I pulled down my window and I was like, I am so sorry. I did not see you at all. I was like, 
I can't apologize enough. Is there anything I can do to help you? And he just kept saying, wow, that was close. That was close. And I was like, yeah, that was close. Again, I'm just so incredibly sorry. And as you can imagine, my heart was pounding. And from there, it's like, okay, well, we just leave, I suppose. There's nothing else to do here. He wasn't hurt. It was just a close call. I just, in that state, I was like, oh, my God, like, I started thinking back on those steps just prior to that happening and thinking to myself, like, was I even paying attention? And I'm completely honest with myself and I'm like, well, actually, if I'm 100% truthful, I most probably was zoned out. Of course, it was like 100% my fault. <laughs> and, you know, then I go into justifying. It's like, wow, who's wearing all white? <laughs> and when I looked up the road, there's a heap of it's just black and white because it's a dark road and it's got the white lines. And I'm thinking to myself, maybe he was just in a blind spot where he looked like part of the road. And anyway, sent me on this thought process of like, wow, like that's a real opportunity to learn here. It's an opportunity to learn how autopilot can actually be really dangerous. And so that's where this topic came up with. Yeah, I just, I can't emphasize enough that people going through life on autopilot without even realizing it is actually allowing you just to live your life unfulfilled with a lack of personal growth. You're going to miss opportunities that come your way because, well, you don't see opportunities or even dangers when you're on autopilot. You see, autopilot has you eating the same way, you know, drinking five cups of coffee a day, taking yourself on a nap at 2 p.m. every day. Every year you set New Year's resolutions or goals, however you like to frame them, and by January 15th, autopilot has killed them. Like they're completely kaput by the 15th of January because autopilot just wants to take over. As you know, your brain wants to conserve energy. So anything that it can put into a habit, or something that it doesn't have to think about is great. So let's just think about this. I do the same things each morning. My alarm goes off, get up and go to the loo, I brush my teeth, I get dressed, I make my bed, I grab my phone and I go downstairs, I get a coffee and et cetera, et cetera. Now, imagine if I had to think about all that constantly, it would be exhausting and I would actually have decision fatigue before 6am. So it's great that we can get and put things on autopilot. And it's not those things that we need to change, but it's the things that are keeping us stuck. Because do you feel stuck? Like, is there something that you'd like to change, yet all your old habits pull you back to that habit? And the more I think about it, the things like, you know, driving the same way to places, I say the same things to people. Just think about that. Like, when I see somebody, G'day, how are you going? How are you? All those types of things. It's just, it's keeping life monotonous and boring, might I say. I mostly feel the same way too. There's obviously I feel different things at different times, but on the majority of my life, I sort of feel just quite neutral and yeah, just cruising along. And I know myself, I would love to feel a little bit more of an elevated emotion at times. Like I really want to be excited. I want to be pumped. I want to be excited. Like I've said excited already. Obviously, I really want to be excited. <laughs> but I want to feel elevated emotions. 
but I don't. I just feel mostly the same. Autopilot, it's just taken over and I'm just like cruising along. It's like cruising on Qantas Airlines. It's like the pilot. You know, he reaches a certain altitude and he puts on autopilot and then he just cruises. And that's great for a 747 or a Qantas Airbus or whatever it is. But is it okay for your life? Like, is it actually improving your life? What else do I do? I buy the same food over and over and over again. And let's be honest, Coles and Woolworths know that because every time I log into their online portals, they have a recently bought list and you can just go in there and just buy the same things. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but it's just an example of how autopilot is just keeping you in doing the same things. And I'm wondering to myself first, do I want that? You know, because sometimes I don't want to buy the same food. Sometimes I just like want to clean out my whole pantry and start again. I get rid of everything in there that I know doesn't serve me. Yet when I get back onto autopilot and go online shopping, there's all the same food and it's just easy. It feels safe and comfortable. So I was like, okay, I'll just buy the same stuff. It takes effort to do something different. It takes effort to figure out a new meal plan. It takes effort to create new recipes or try new recipes. Well, it, it's harder because you've never done it. And then I yeah, keep wondering, is my routine keeping me stuck? Is that morning routine of mine like the best it could be? Could I do something differently that's actually going to give me an elevator emotion like I want? Or is it going to you know, have me focused on something at the very beginning of the day? So believe me, when I've created the list for you today, I was thinking about myself first (laughs) because this chick over here needs some shaking up. My life is in autopilot and I had that close call with that cyclist. And, And now that I've had that close call and I've had a reflection, I can actually use it as an opportunity to growth, to, you know, to push me out of my comfort zone a little bit more, shake things up so I can actually move the needle on my goals faster. Because I'm going to be honest, some of my goals have been sitting there. There's there's one goal in my business that has been sitting there for two years now and it hasn't been achieved. And I've got a feeling, (laughs) just a feeling, that autopilot could be the culprit behind it. Have you ever seen that movie... Groundhog Day. Firstly, I love that movie. I've watched it so many times. It's just a crack up. And it is also very relevant in this moment while we're talking about this because you see that movie is actually possibly (laughs) how most people's lives are. They feel like they're living in Groundhog Day. And I do at times feel like that as well. And I know that We can't change everything. But if you're someone that's not having any fun, that feels stuck and resentful about your life, maybe autopilot is actually, again, the culprit behind that. So in Groundhog Day, Phil Connors, the main character, once he figures out that he's reliving Groundhog Day over and over and over again, he thinks he's in some sort of hell, right? It's like, oh, my God, Groundhog Day again, like this, I've got to get out of here, quick smart. And he fights against it. He fights against this never ending day. He hates his life. His life is stuck. He is frustrated. He's angry. 
and he's simply just plain pissed off. He's so annoyed at this Groundhog Day of his life that he tops himself numerous times to get out of it, but every day he wakes up in his bed again (laughs) in the same day. And that's until he decides to use what he's got, which is just the same day. So he's like gathering, actually he's starting to become aware. And then from that, he decides, you know what, I'm just going to make this work. And then he creates a life of fulfillment. He falls in love. He becomes the person that he really wants to be. And then he ends up breaking that, that curse of Groundhog Day. But it was only when he got to that point that that happened. So where are you feeling frustrated and resentful and pissed off in your life? Where are you feeling just stuck? Where have you let autopilot take over and just suck the life right out of you? Big question there. I know many women that come to me and even just in general conversation, people feel like that. Doing the same things every day, I realise is a part of life and we can also create something different for ourselves to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone to be and step into the best versions of ourselves. That's what I'm always helping you with. So if you ever feel this way yet you don't know how or what to do to get out of it and maybe you've tried heaps of things, I'm all for trying lots of different strategies and just seeing what sticks. I'd never thought meditation would stick for me until I tried it and then I committed to it for, I actually committed to it for a three-month practice. And then after three months, I actually quite liked it. And I was like, okay, we'll just push it to six months. And then six months turned into, well, pretty much forever because that was over four years ago now. Yeah, at the beginning, if I was like, I'm going to meditate 15 minutes twice a day for four years, I most probably wouldn't have even done the first 15 minutes. But I was just like, just do this for a little bit, see if it sticks, and it did. So I'm going to walk you through five practices that you can actually just try. Again, remember, it's just trying out some strategies to see if they stick and then just leaning into it, whatever sticks. So the first one is the mindful morning routine. And I know that you might be sick of hearing this from people, but I tell you what, a great morning routine really rules the day. If you start out right, oh, your day, you can crush it. You can really crush it. And so to me, it's all about starting with an intention. Like instead of rushing through your morning routine, firstly, just take a few moments to breathe deeply and set positive intentions for the day, or even just three things that you'd like to achieve in that day. And it could be as simple as folding the washing you know, buying the groceries and cooking dinner. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It can just be simple things that you'd like to achieve. And the perfect example of this is me because I would always just leave enough time in the mornings to get ready. And God forbid anything actually went wrong because there wasn't any extra time. And that was always a big mistake because generally things go wrong, especially when you have children. No, you as you know, you can't tame children. <laughs> I've tried, believe me. And every time that you want to go fast somewhere, they seem to slow down 10x. So when I was doing this, I was just creating so much drama for myself by not getting up half an hour earlier. And now 
I don't even really have kids that I need to get out of bed myself anymore. Yet I leave the house every morning. And instead of waking up, you know, just before, just for enough time to do all those things that I said that I do, instead of just having enough time for that, I actually leave a little bit of extra time. So I actually wake up, you know, a good 25 minutes earlier than I need to because I just want to actually have this mindful morning routine. I just want to be calm and present for my morning and think about my day and not going straight on my phone and like into the rush and the chaos. And that's number one, a mindful morning routine. The second one is a weekly reflection time. And I have taught this as well in my membership program. We actually have a, I think I have a a whole module on this. It's like at the end of the week, just checking in to see how you did with all your goals and priorities. So you dedicate a specific time. And so sometimes it might be like a three o'clock on a Friday afternoon that you actually spend doing this or on a Sunday. It doesn't really matter what day you pick. It's up to you. But you just use a journal or simple note-taking to jot down your thoughts about how you went through the week and did you reach the goals? Did you actually get the stuff done? Why not? What were you feeling? That type of stuff. And it will help you plan for the following week. Again, like I said, I've seen this over and over again with my clients and I call it collecting data. It's collecting data about themselves, which then leads to huge breakthroughs. It's absolutely gold. And I recommend doing this because autopilot wants you to stay the same and it just wants to zone out and do the same things over and over again. And most of those things are not serving you. And so when you start to tap into the awareness and you're doing your weekly reflection, you're seeing maybe how much time you're actually wasting. You know, if I was to ask you today, right now, to go onto your phone and have a look at how many hours this week you've spent on your phone looking at Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I think you might get surprised. And you'll be even more surprised if you're a person that says, oh my God, I'm so busy, I've got no time. And then you jump on your phone and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I've spent six hours on there each day. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. It's a great reflection piece. So maybe you can put that in there. Reflect on how much time you've spent on social media, scrolling, doing nothing. The next one is embrace new experiences. So I want you to challenge yourself to try something new regularly, whether it's a hobby, a new food, or maybe just a different route to work. Someone's even said about brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, just like get your brain switched on. And it really does. If you try that, I absolutely feel like I've had some sort of stroke or something. (laughs) The way my left hand brushes is really not the same as my right hand. So if you see me brushing weirdly one day, that's why. I want you to step out of your comfort zone that keeps you engaged in a present moment. That's what it's all about. So have you ever been forced to change? Because I know that I have. I remember there was a time that I was forced to change and I actually never felt good. (laughs) I actually remember crying at work when my CEO told me I had to relocate to a, to a different office. <laughs> it's actually really funny right now and I'm laughing, but at the time I was absolutely devastated. I didn't want to go. I liked where I was. I liked the people around me. I just didn't want to go. 
Yet, after some time, it was actually the best thing for my professional growth. Who knew? Who knew? Well, obviously, that beautiful, wonderful Tracy knew because she forced me to go. <laughs> she heard my tears and she's like, prove it, you're still going. I'm like, okay. Okay. <sighs> so now I choose to do things that are new and experience the gift of that challenge, but on my own terms. There's always going to be things that you find a silver lining in after the fact when you're forced to do something. But in this exercise, I do want you to actually create this challenge for yourself. And I think I actually did this recently when all my girlfriends were up for the girls trip recently. Usually I'm really picky about food. I don't really like a lot of seafood. You know, I've I've got a love-hate relationship with seafood. Sometimes I love it and other times I'm like, oh, no, that's too fishy. So on this girl trip, I just threw that out the window and was like, you know what, I'm just going to try different foods. And it wasn't easy. Like I was like still super nervous about it. We actually chose a set menu that had lots of seafood in it, raw seafood too, by the way, which, wow, that's a real challenge for me. And once I had it, I was like, oh, that was actually really good. And it all worked out. And now I have an appreciation for something that I never knew even existed, like on my taste buds. (laughs) So it can just be simple things like that. And just pushing the boundaries on your comfort zone is a really good thing to do. You know, the toothbrush and brushing your teeth with the other hand, trying a food that you haven't liked in the past. It could be as something as simple as that, but it's just like pushing the boundaries on your comfort zone. The next one is practicing gratitude daily. Mm. So incorporate a daily gratitude practice into your routine. What does this even look like? It might just be taking a moment to acknowledge and appreciate the positive aspects of your life, no matter how small. You know, <laughs> I I love it when I come downstairs in the morning before my coffee and all my animals are at my back door. Like they're cute little faces, even though they they annoy the absolute crap out of me most of the time. That moment, in that moment, I just love them so much. They love me. I can see them see them peering in through my through the window, going, "Come on, let me in already!" And my cat's like scratching on the window, meowing like she's never been fed in her life. That that's a really good moment for me. I love it. And then I open it up, and they bounce inside, and everyone's like, "Oh, I love you." That is just a small piece of gratitude for my life. Doesn't have to be big. You can also think of big things, of course, but it doesn't have to be. And I mean, seriously, (laughs) if it's good enough for Oprah, this gratitude practice, it's definitely good enough for me and you too. Being grateful just creates this abundant mindset and from abundance, our energy attracts more abundance. So I think just get onto it. Like, you know, just do it. Just give it a go. See if it sticks. I really hope it does. And the last one is setting goals. So the more I go into my coaching journey, I'm really starting to lean into being a coach that is really focused on helping women achieve goals. Like I just, it just keeps being thrown towards me and I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. And so there is definitely going to be more conversations around this. But for now, if you want to get out of autopilot, setting goals is really good. 
And like for years, I didn't set goals. I'd never really been one for setting goals. Actually, the thought of it really repelled me because I just want to be spontaneous and just free flowing. Yeah, that didn't work. It didn't work for 40 years. So I'm not sure why I thought it was going to work anymore. So once I decided to write down some goals, a couple of things happened. Firstly, I was scared shitless because I'm like, oh my God, I'm writing this down and that makes it real. That means other people are going to know if I failed at it. (laughs) And I hear so many of my clients do this. I had one client that was like, oh, I can't do a plan in my calendar because I can't bear the thought of not ticking that off. And so she just didn't do it. So that's interesting. I wonder how she's going with that. (laughs) Anyway, so this thought of actually, you know, being repelled by having a goal and feeling firstly that the fear of like, oh, yes, people are going to see if I failed. But then something magical happened is that it gave me focus. Dreams and hopes were actually becoming more like a goal. So if you think of a goal first and then if you don't have it written down and you haven't got it defined in any way, it's just really a hope and dream. And hope definitely doesn't drive any sort of action and goals do not magically happen. Action is always part of the plan. (laughs) So if you're just letting autopilot let you do the same things over and over again and not doing anything different, like not taking any different action, then of course you're going to get the same results. So autopilot really is killing your dreams. So have a go. Have a go at actually writing a goal. And you could use the SMART goal system. And the SMART goal system is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Start with that. See how it goes. Let me know what you're working on. And then I heard this little piece of information on the Mel Robbins podcast today that I just wanted to share with you too, because it's very relevant to goal setting. I heard something that was really important. She was having a discussion with somebody and this person said, most people think about not achieving their goals as a motivational issue when really it's actually a task initiation issue. Oh, I thought that was so good. So it's not a motivational issue. It's actually a task initiation issue. And I'm like, hell yes, it is. It really is. And clear goals help you step into the simple next step you need to take the action towards your goals. So if you're feeling completely overwhelmed and stuck on a goal, that's why goals are great. You break them right down and you're like, okay, great. What is the next step? Just one baby step that I can do right now to just move the needle a little bit. For example, if you need to submit your request to sign up for uni, that's like one step into your master's degree. It's not like thinking about the whole degree and how are you going to get through that. It's just thinking to yourself, right, all I have to do today is submit my request to sign up for my master's. That's it. That's all I have to do. It's going to take five minutes. Instead of thinking about how you're going to finish your master's degree while you're working at a job, taking care of your toddler, whoa, like seriously, that's too overwhelming. Goals broken down into achievable chunks is the answer. So you can try it. That's number five, setting goals. 
And I'm also going to give a shout out here to my favorite author, John Acuff. I've almost finished his latest book, which is his ninth book, and I'm pretty much read all of his books, I think. His current book is called All It Takes Is a Goal, and I absolutely highly recommend it. I've only got a chapter to go, and it's just given me so much insight into finishing goals. I love to make things really difficult. So what John does is actually make something that's really difficult really easy, and which is why I'm going to use his book as my Bible for goal setting. <laughs> so, yeah, go have a read of it and tell me what you think. So that's it. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap of those strategies that I want you to try and see if they stick. Remember, it's no problem if they don't, but you have to give them a bit of a crack before you throw them away. So the first one was have a mindful morning routine. Just figure it out. You might already have one already, and then I just want you maybe to reflect on it and see if you can tweak it to make it even better. Then the next one is a weekly reflection time which is looking at the week that was, seeing where you went well, where you didn't, what you can do differently. The third one was embrace new experiences. And this is when you're going to just going to push yourself outside your comfort zone just a little bit, just like just a little nudge to see if you can shake yourself out of autopilot. We're going to practice gratitude daily. That's number four. And remember, if it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for you and me too. And then the last one is practice setting goals. Find some goals, maybe just a super easy one, break it down. And that's it. That's the strategies that I want you to try this week. And I really hope that it's going to help you like ditch that autopilot. And I especially want you to ditch the autopilot that sort of looks like your friend, but it's not. It's like, the wolf that is dressed up in grandma's clothing. <laughs> Sometimes we think things are okay. We just we don't need to fix what's not broken. But even though they might not be broken, they just might be not serving you as well as they used to. We're always evolving. We always need to up-level ourselves and that just requires some awareness. So choose an intentional life and stop living in Groundhog Day. Well, that's if you don't love it. Maybe you just really do love Groundhog Day. That's totally fine. I've got nothing against groundhogs. <laughs> and as usual, to help you along the way, I've created a sentence to help you. And that sentence actually was created in the moment after my near-miss bicycle incident. I'm using it when I'm driving. And of course, you can borrow it too if you find yourself that you are in autopilot driving because I do not want this to happen to you. It could have been so much worse than it was, and I'm really thankful and grateful that it wasn't. But so it doesn't happen, the sentence that I'm saying to myself while I'm driving now is, I'm not killing a cyclist today. Pay attention, bro. I know it's pretty brutal, but it's one that it's actually going to keep me on my toes in my car. But I know that's a little bit, little bit out there, and you might not want to use that in your everyday life, especially when you're not driving. But if you do want to get yourself out of autopilot, I want you to think this thought instead. This is your captain. I'm switching off autopilot. Time to take charge and steer this life to new heights. So corny. I know. It's a fun one though. And you see, life doesn't always need to be so serious. So go out, practice that thought, turn off autopilot, take life 
in your hands and steer this baby wherever you want it to go. Okay, my friends, I hope that was helpful and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to More Life, Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable, where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.